welcome to the Distump Podcast. This is the show where we watch movies, listen to music, or play video games in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Today is a long time freaking coming. I got Red Fox on the show. What up, homie? What up, Miles? Thank you for... Welcome. Thank you, thank you. It has been a long time coming since your boy showed up on the Disc Dump Podcast. I am Red Fox, uh, host of Night of Living Podcast, a pop culture podcast where we take a new topic every week and we just drink a lot of beer and talk a lot of shit. It's a fun time. Uh, you can find it on Twitter at Night of the LP and our horror podcast, Super Slash Bros, which I am the ghost of Red Fox on. So play on words, ghost, host, <laughs> you know. Dr. Seuss taught me I that rhyming always works. But anyway, guys, you can find Super <laughs> Slash Bros on Twitter at Super Slash Pod. Uh, we talk about a bunch of horror movies, uh, horror reviews. It's just, we talk all that spooky shit. So go ahead and check it out. But it's an honor to be here on the Disc Dump Podcast. And we're going to chuck some discs like Frisbees. <laughs> I mean, we may, we may not. Who knows here? <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. We've known each other for a hot minute, and this is the first time we're actually, like, talking, talking. So this is pretty dope. Yeah, this is fucking uh, incredible. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about Disturbia. It's like the <laughs> darkness in the light. Disturbia. Oh, I mean, um, <clears throat> we are talking about the Shia LaBeouf movie, Disturbia. I'm going to try and put, like, the, the audio of that, like, the just the instrumental behind you singing. <laughs> I'm the, man, then I'm going to have Rihanna hit me up, like, yo, I thought you said you wouldn't do this again, and I had to let her know, <laughs> stop messaging me, my lawyers will be in touch. But yeah, do that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So we are talking about the Shia LaBeouf 2007 vehicle, Disturbia. So let me ask you this, Red Fox, what was your life like when Disturbia entered your world? When Disturbia entered my world, I immediately had to throw out the pair of binoculars that I've had sitting in my room from a McDonald's Happy Meal uh, for probably a good, like, five or six years. You know, those McDonald's toys you get that, like, you have no use for them. And I'm a huge collector of toys, guys. But I had to get rid of them because I felt real creepy after watching this movie. And we're going to get into why as we go into the movie. But, uh, yeah, life was, uh, what year did this come out? 2007. Seven, okay. Let me paint you a word picture. So it was the summer of 69, and my hot neighbor moved next door, and for some reason I thought it would be romantic to stalk her. Oh. <laughs> Not really, but that's pretty much what this movie is. Uh, I loved this movie growing up. This is one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. I actually have the disc as well, so if we dump this, I'm chucking it. Okay, all right. Oh, mutual. Here we go. That's exciting. And I see you've got the Blu-ray. The DVD I have is straight up from Blockbuster. If you open the box, it says Blockbuster Video on the inside. Oh, I love that. Can I get, wait, because you're, you're the disc dump, but if you ever wanted to do like a VHS dump special episode, your boy is here. I'm a huge fan of VHS tapes. And... Oh shit, he's getting up. What do we got? What do we got? Actually, in my latest pickup, and we're going to be talking about this on Super Slash Bros, the Blockbuster Presents version of Halloween, the Hell original yeah. Halloween, down to the actual cassette tape, says Blockbuster Presents. This is my That's awesome. fourth copy of Halloween on VHS. Really? Yeah. Do you have a VHS player? Oh, not just VHS player. I have a um, uh, RCA 
VHS in one player. That's how I watch uh, my movies. I have a big library of VHS tapes. Uh, I like when I go to thrift stores and shit, I collect the shit out of those. I actually just bought that and uh, my third copy of Halloween two because it's an alternate sleeve for it from uh, different different ones. I'm actually hunting down the Japanese ones right now, but that's a whole other shit. You. You are a physical media collector, just like me. Oh, yes. holy shit, my friend! So uh, I am also a disc, a disc guy as well. There's that oh, everything shit. on that side over there, all that. I am all Hell about yeah. physical media. That's why I love the disc dump podcast because you let me know if I need to burn any of these discs. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Like, hey, why I, are you uh, last time out I went movie? to, oh, well, Miles said <laughs> yeah. to do it. He said to dump it. So I got rid of it, man. You should be doing the same thing. Now that's devotion right there. <laughs> you got fan yeah, base, brother. Yeah. Last time I went to a thrift store and looked at VHSs, there was literally an entire bookshelf of Titanic on VHS. Like, top to bottom, the whole way across, just Titanic. Oh, my God. So... Put that shit down like an iceberg. Dude, for real, like, I considered buying a copy just to be like, I have this little piece of my history right here that I should have taken a picture and bought one for a nickel or how much they were charging for it. <laughs> Thanks, James Cameron. <laughs> Good old Jim. Oh, um, okay, so, yeah, you, uh, I don't want to directly ask you your age. That's rude. But how old were you in 2007 when this shit came out? Oh, I can't do the math if you can. Uh, I'm 30. 2007, here's some quick-witted math for you guys. I was 14. 14? Okay, all right. Wait, so I was 16, and I'm 31. Okay, then I was 15. Okay, right on, right on. Damn, I was close. I guessed that number. Yeah, no math involved. You're like, yeah, 14. Seems right. (laughs) 14 seems legitimate. Um, So this, we were both in, like, the perfect little pocket of this teen scream um so on this dvd it's important for me to mention the trailers if there are trailers on it because sometimes it's worth keeping just to see a trailer yes like the movie shocker there was a a special uh special trailer on there that just meant a lot to me but this one we have the movie stardust starring the guy who plays daredevil (laughs) didn't see that coming wait charlie cox yeah charlie cox is the lead in the movie stardust Star, uh, Stardust, and he's like swashbuckling and shit, and he's fighting Robert De Niro. <laughs> he made a good move going and fighting the Kingpin. Yeah, for that real. was a good that career a choice better. right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, then next is that Will Ferrell ice skating movie. What's that one called? Uh, oh shit! Uh, it is Will Ferrell. Oh, uh, Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. Yes. Yeah, so, so there's Great a Blades movie. of Glory. That's a that's a good one. That's very uh, dated when they're singing Black Eyed Peas and shit. And um, then the last one is for the movie Knowing, starring Nicolas Cage. Oh, that's <laughs> so, the one where he finds like the paper where the world ending and shit. Yeah, he like can see the future like thirty seconds in advance and shit. And it's, it's binary code. Yeah. The movie, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Nostradamus. Um, Okay, so this movie starts off Disturbia with dad and son are fishing, and then there's a crazy car crash, and the dad dies. Emotionally drawing for you? Yes. Okay, go ahead. And here's why. 
so originally with Disturbia, it was supposed to be a rated R film. They decided to cut the R rating from it. One of the things that they were going, or that they cut, or I'm sorry, not cut, opted out of doing, was they were actually going to show his mangled body. But they oh, thought Jesus. it would be a lot better to just show Shia LaBeouf's reaction to it. Rather than, and there was also a uh, pitch to kind of zoom in on his eyes and that be the way you've seen the body. But they decided to cut the R rating from this film. Mm -hmm. uh, keep it a little bit more simple with the PG-13 for it. But that was emotional heft right there because that was sad as shit. And somehow I knew that was going to happen. Mostly because the trailer yeah. told me that was going to happen. Right. <laughs> How do you feel about Shia LaBeouf's acting prowess in this movie? Like, do you like Shia LaBeouf overall? If I could describe him in like three words, it'd be just do it. Yes, I love Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> My man is an absolute maniac. Um, love him. If you ever seen the movie The Tax Collector, he got that tattoo on his uh, on his chest for the movie. And sadly, half that movie uh, took place during COVID, the real like hit of COVID. So he actually gets taken out of the movie very midway through. Like they remove him because of filming. The whole movie falls apart. But he got that whole fucking Jesus. tattoo on his chest for that movie. Like, that's a that's real wild. fucking tattoo. He's a, he's a method actor and a half. Yeah, he is. Uh, all of the reports that I hear from him in Hollywood is that he's a huge piece of shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, he's a terrible person. Great actor. Terrible person. Yeah, and, like, he's a good storyteller. I've seen him on, like, talk shows and stuff. He is hilarious. I really enjoy Shia LaBeouf ignoring, like, if I made a TV show, I would not cast him. But I do think he's a decent actor. Did you ever see Nymphomaniac? I know, but I'm going to watch that shit tonight. Nymphomaniac, he fucks a bunch of chicks, like, for real, for real. It zooms in on his dick and shit. So, like, he uh, it, it, uh, it cost him, like, his fiance because he didn't tell her he was going to fuck a bunch of chicks in this movie. So, well, that'll yeah, do uh, it. It's something. That'll do it for sure. That'll do it. I'm going <laughs> to watch that tonight. I might actually put on some jazz music, you know, lock the doors and turn them <laughs> lights down low. Light a candle and just behold. Oh, Shia LaBeouf, uh, we're yeah. lighting two candles. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty uh, it's a pretty intense movie. And all the audience knows I like my sex movies. So check that one out, <laughs> Nymphomaniac. So, um, so dad, dad. <laughs> so dad dies and uh, it's all Shia LaBeouf's fault because he's a 16 year old and a bad driver. These things happen in life. It's terrible. Yes. And uh, we cut to Spanish class where we are introduced to his best friend, Ronald, who's hilarious. He's doing this funny speech in Spanish. It's very funny. It made me laugh. Kiss ass. Um, kiss ass, which apparently means perhaps, but he just does kiss ass over and over. It's great. And uh, the Spanish teacher is a huge dick. He's such a dick. And he comes at Shia LaBeouf. And he makes a comment about his dad, and he Shia LaBeouf just fucking pops him in the face. A great, I, I just want to say too, as a martial artist, that was a great, great right cross by Shia LaBeouf. That was perfect form, everything. I'm pretty sure, though, that actor would whip Shia LaBeouf's ass. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He apparently knocked out Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy wasn't paying attention, and it was a sucker punch, but still. He's oh, wait, got was this during Lawless? Him. Uh, when they were filming yeah, Lawless? Yeah. Yeah, that's a You're great right. movie, by the way. I love that movie. Yes, Jessica Chastain. Uh. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> so he ends up on house arrest and has a hundred foot radius because he punched his teacher in the face. The uh, the judge was super cool. He was like, you should be in juvie for like eight years, but I'm going to give you 30 days of house arrest. Don't fuck with me. Like this is, this is the best and only opportunity you're going to have. That was an amazing shot throwing that beer, that beer can into the trash can. Anyway, oh, I have ADD. It's <laughs> happens a lot. Apparently. Just wait till I throw uh, this bottle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Amanda Waller from the Justice League movies is uh, she's the one who is like, don't go 100 feet out of the out of the area or it's $12 or a day. It's oh, 12 I'm sorry. It's $12 a day. And we're putting together a team of people who can not just like it. I was going to go through the whole speech. Go ahead. Yeah, it's so good. They're going to take down the Justice League. They're going to take down Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. <laughs> and it turns out the cop that is up his ass the whole movie is the cousin of the uh, Spanish teacher so he makes his life a living hell but at the same time he's got a lot of empathy for him because he doesn't actually haul him away to jail on every circumstance that he absolutely could and that child buff is completely blind to that because he's getting arrested and dragged into his house but still like this te- this this police officer is super fucking cool for a cop but uh, he takes pride, he takes joy in dragging Shia LaBeouf into his house and arresting him in front of all of his neighbors and stuff. So kind of a dick, but at the same time, it would be a lot worse if he was just like violated it. You're going back to you're going to juvie. That's that. And uh, mom is the lady from uh, the Matrix, and she has had enough of Shia LaBeouf's bullshit. Shia LaBeouf is named Kale in this movie, which I may I may refer to him in that, but. He's Shia LaBeouf. He's Shia LaBeouf. So she's like, fuck this. You can no longer play Ghost Recon on Xbox Live. There's also, no TV. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. That, that that whole, like, that whole scene. He jumped on the Xbox, hopped right into a game. But first of all, shout out to the old Xbox 360 dashboard. Mwah. Beautiful, beautiful design. <laughs> Bring it back, Microsoft, you little bitch. Um, that whole scene... With him, like, turns it on, jumps in automatically in there, giving all these, like, instructions. First of all, I played that level, dog. You're in single player. Fun fact. They're not even playing an <laughs> online campaign. They're, that's a single player mode. I see you, Hollywood, trying to fake us out. Continue, please. The technology in this movie is way more advanced than it ever should have been in 2007. Oh, I have a quick question. As someone who watches a lot of older movies... Do you also get weirded out when you see shit like iTunes, iPods, like old yeah. shit like that? I'm like, wow, I am fucking ancient. Yeah, the flip phones and shit that they have in this movie, yet oh. somehow they can live stream from their flip phones. I'm like, yes, yeah. yes. I've never seen 4K quality through a fucking flip phone. That was, right. a, mo- that was a virgin mobile. Fl- he had a razor in this movie at some point. Yeah, right. <laughs> the razor is infamous. I have one um, right next to me, too. Do you? Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, then uh, then we get a system of a down montage where he's uh, listening to the loneliest day of my life and just getting used to just living by himself, essentially. And this introduced me to system of a down. Uh, how do you feel about just the soundtrack of this? Did you ever, like, get the soundtrack or anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of iTunes, I've downloaded this soundtrack. This shit is banging. Hell yeah. I love the soundtrack to this movie. It's a... Uh... It's of its time, best way to put it, mm-hmm. but it fucking slaps. It it Hell slaps yeah. harder than Kale slapped his teacher. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Um, so he's wasting his time. He builds a Twinkie castle. It's pretty cool. Oh, I have a um, fact about that. Fun fact about that. Okay. Sorry, me, I've watched me. this movie so many fucking times. So <laughs> Shia LaBeouf actually asked people who were detained on house arrest, but not just for like a couple days. He went for people who had been on house arrest for six months, eight months to a year. And that was one of the most common things that he heard about was people building towers of shit. And someone mentioned Tower of Twinkies, and that's why he that's why he used that. That's interesting. Also, Hell yeah. other fun fact about this movie: uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's 36 or 46 skulls throughout this movie. Just a bunch of skulls throughout the movie, all over the. That's place. interesting too, huh? I didn't pick up on that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, especially towards the end, there are quite a few skulls. Oh, but we'll yeah. get there. So he wakes up to uh, a hot new neighbor moving in. This movie completely sexually objectifies a 17-year-old. Probably wouldn't fly today, but... Uh, I retract my previous pretty, comment. <laughs> she's pretty fucking hot. I'm not going to lie. She's fit as fuck. And uh, her career didn't really take off. The year before this, she did The Grudge too, And she's still a working actress, but everything she's in is just like, I've never heard of this. So she doesn't have a great agent, but she's still a working actress. So that's good for her. Um, and he's interrupted by a flaming bag of dog shit on his porch. He jumps out and stomps it out, and he chases the kids down the street who did it. And that's uh, that's number one of him getting arrested in front of his hot neighbor and dragged into his house. Which, if you did that nowadays, my God, you'd be so much hotter being arrested right there. My God, right, take right. me now. I mean, I think that was her motivation for wanting to hang out with him mostly is, uh, ooh, daddy would be mad at this. So that definitely, uh, that's that definitely That was my motivation thing. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he starts watching the hot neighbor girl from, I guess it's his dad's study, but later it's his bedroom. So like, you know. That was kind of weird. Not important. Oh, uh, wait, so. yeah, because the, the dad's study is when he's watching her in the uh, swimming pool area, and it goes right to, yeah, that's a that's weird, because during the movie, originally it's, uh, the dad's study is where he sees her in the pool, and in her bedroom, but then when you change it over in his, in his, some scenes, he's looking at her from the same angle from his room. Right. And his bedroom's fucking cool as shit. Yo, right. First of all, all those skateboards, and you know Shia LaBeouf. First of all, remake Lords of Dogtown, but with Shia LaBeouf. That's a weird request, but all right. I'll take it. <laughs> I just watched Lords of Dogtown this morning. That's, that's a good movie, too. Um, so, at this point, he's run out of things to do at home. So, he starts staring at his neighbor with binoculars, because who wouldn't, good lord, she is attractive. Um... So he's like starts watching all of his neighbors and he realizes one of his neighbors mows twice a day and he doesn't bat an eye. What the fuck? <laughs> First of all, mows twice a day. I'd be looking after him. He got away with murder in this movie as far as I'm concerned. He seen the cops pull up and was like, whew, they're not here for me. Lit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's a creeper in this movie for sure, for sure. Um, so then he, uh, so he figures out the boundaries that he can go outside. He sets up strings and stuff. So he knows exactly how far he can get, which is a, an interesting device for a movie. Like you set up the boundaries and they're extremely important. The entire movie, uh, I Ooh. guess when you're making a movie about house arrest, that's important. 
But I tell you what, for a movie about house arrest, uh, so with movies genuinely you have a bunch of different set pieces. I think this movie did a very good job of kind of a, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, maximizing their space for a movie that takes place mostly in a house and in the mm-hmm. surrounding area. I think I never felt like I was always in the house during this movie. I thought they did a good job. I don't know if it's a cinematography and the way it was shot, like showing you outside of the house a lot of the times, but I never felt mm-hmm. like I was looking at the same thing over and over again. And that's hard to do when you're working a movie that's house arrest and this is where your main plot takes place. It essentially takes place in two rooms for most of it, and it feels like just one big giant room. Like, the whole second floor is basically his domain, and it is absolutely, like, you know the layout of the house, but it's so spacious that you, like, feel like you're there, and it doesn't really, like, the fact that he's in there makes you kind of feel like you're trapped in there, but in a good way, which is a weird thing to say. But it, it really, the set pieces are phenomenal in this movie. The whole production value of this movie is a lot for a team scream. Very, very. The stepfather remake should have took some pointers from this. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Or like uh, one missed call shit like that. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, That movie. All the, all the movies from that era, they definitely could have taken notes from <laughs> when this When a stranger one. calls, looking at the same fireplace for 45 fucking minutes. Yeah, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of, when a stranger calls. Um, so he starts watching the neighbor girl, and his best friend Ronald shows up and starts hanging out with him. And he's like, dude, staring at your neighbors is awesome. <laughs> Uh, so he, uh, they like eventually get into sexually objectifying this teenager and, uh, her name is Ashley and, um, her parents are mean. That's really all we ever learn about her parents is they're mean. So she is a hundred percent interested in getting out of her house. And, um, so then, uh, then he's watching the news that night and he hears about this uh, girl who disappeared and the only thing that was seen was a Mustang with a fucked up uh, fender and then he sees that uh, Mr. Turner has a Mustang with a fucked up fender it's it's Uh, cohesive it's cohesive as the quote of the movie is it's fantastic ad lib Um, line by the way was it really he thought of that on (laughs) Spock because he forgot his line that's great and like they were totally like in together like the the chemistry between these two characters is unrivaled. It's so oh, good. Yeah. I want to see a buddy cop I, between the two of them. Yeah, for real. I bet you that would be a kick-ass movie. Put him in Lords <laughs> of Dogtown, too. Fuck it. I feel like he's in the... the Ronald is in the uh, Friday the 13th remake. I'm pretty sure that's him. Yeah, that's him. And he's a... He's the best character in that movie, yes, too. Yes, he is. <laughs> so he's, he nails the comedy real hard. Um, then they... Can uh, relief without taking you out of attention of the movie too which yeah, is very he's good. an he's an important character and there's like some drama with him and stuff and you feel it um so they uh the, she they're watching the neighbor and she catches them comes marching right over and comes in the door and uh basically she's like are you guys watching me and they're like no we're watching mr turner we promise <laughs> so there's a officially the stakeout has begun they are gonna figure out what's up with mr turner so uh once they're investigating mr turner they uh they watch for a while there's like some sexual tension going on and uh every, as soon as everybody leaves they see mr turner or uh, shia labeouf sees mr turner 
like turn on this chick that's in his house, turns off the lights and drags her away. And he's just like, fuck, 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 fuck. And um, he tries to tell everybody. And uh, it's it's pretty, uh, pretty intense. Uh, Turner, the guy who plays him, is an excellent actor. Do you know that dude's name? I'm real bad with names. Um, is that oh, wait? Actually, uh, let me look it up. He's fucking terrifying, though. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Turner. That is David Morse. David Morse. Yes, he is excellent in uh, what is it? The World War Z. He's the guy who pulls out all of his own teeth and yes, stuff. Yes. Oh, so Fuck. Oh, terrifying fucking scene too. Well, most and he's this- he's just. He's one of those dudes you see in everything. Like, he's in everything, and as you have just heard, we don't know his name. So, like, he's just so good, though. Uh, then we get... Oh, he was uh, in the Green Mile, too. That's what I was thinking of. Yes, he was in the Green Mile. That's probably his most famous one. Um, so then we get Cringe City Party, where uh, Ashley succumbs to all of the popular people, which, if you looked like her, you would. And Shia LaBeouf's like, you sold out. Why would you do that? Why would you hang out with cool people when you could hang out with me, the guy on house arrest next door who's clearly... Yeah, I do nothing. Why would you hang out with them and not me? And she's like, you're right. And they start making out. (laughs) Okay, so that's... Okay, so that's right where I was going to ask the question here. So during that scene, he... uh, She's having the whole fucking... uh, With Skinny Psycho, as he calls her. um, Which... This is how you know how dated the movie is when the girl's being, uh, the girl's being fucking, uh, harassed for being skinny. That's how you know this is a different era. Um, (laughs) but yeah, during that whole, during that scene, he, he's like playing music to fuck up her party. And then Mm -hmm. when she breaks into his house, gets the iPod and all, which again, this is what made me feel so old. He's like, there's 10 years of my life saved on that iPod. First of all, dude, it's on your computer too. You have a MacBook. Second of all, did you think, because she asked him during the scene, like, how long have you been watching me? Do you think, like, she's always known, right? She was just kind of playing along with it. I don't know about always, but she definitely caught them watching her, and she didn't know how long it was really going on, but she assumed it went on longer since before they caught her. Right, because there's also a part in the movie where she closes her shades. And that's like That's after. right after she finds out. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is after. Okay, yeah. Yeah, what a fucking bummer for him, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, Can we also say the fact that, like... so. I when I bought the Blu-ray for this, uh, actually like a year ago, and I rewatched it for the first time in a while, I was thinking in my head like, I remember this being like, oh man, that was like, this this is like a cute story. And now I'm looking at, it, I'm like, wow, you're kind of fucking creepy, dude. Like, dude, he's so creepy. <laughs> like, you're you're creepy, and you're the hero here, right? At the same time, though, if you were on house arrest and you had a hot neighbor. I feel like I wouldn't do too much differently, and that's a creepy-ass thing to say. But at the same time, what else are you going to do but stare at your hot neighbor? Your mom turned off the TV. You can't watch skin flicks. You don't got the internet. She cut the cord. Yeah, she literally cut the cord. She literally cut the fucking cord. It's amazing. So um, after he, like, seduces her by being like, I've been stalking you. (laughs) She's like, I love that. Ah, And they make out. And um, we uh, we get Buck Cherry, of course, because it's 2007. Why not? Um, 
So then Turner strikes again, and uh, that's when they are like, okay, it's time to go into operative mode. So uh, Ashley follows him, Turner, into a grocery store, and uh, Ronald breaks into his car and stuff and is trying to figure out how to get into his garage. Oh, also, Uh, I'm sorry. That shit is not real. He popped open the fucking the the lock and like found out what the codes were and shit like that. Yeah, it ain't a damn way. No, get the fuck out of here. Unless he has it on a sticky note on his dashboard, that's really the only way. Oh, Turner's kind of old, so I can see that being a thing. No, I mean for real, he's, he seems like the kind of guy that has the word password as a password. <laughs> yeah, who does that? <laughs> yeah, I mean the nineties and two thousands were a different era. I've tried to do that recently and they're just like, uh, uh-uh. like, <laughs> no, you don't can't use password as a password. <laughs> um, so during that time, Ashley bumps into somebody and Turner's onto her right away. He's like, Oh, that's my neighbor. The fuck is she doing here? So, uh, Turner gets into her car and takes her keys out. And he's basically like, Hey, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> like, he's not fucking around. Oh, uh, I think we missed the part. Did we miss the part where he comes in? Uh, oh, yes, yes. He finds her at... He meets... It's after um, the first time where he's looking at her and uh, Kale's trying to find out what happens and Turner actually sees him with the camera looking mm-hmm. at him. And uh, during... So then the next morning, uh, Shia LaBeouf's mom is at the grocery store Turner actually flattens one of her tires. You don't see it, obviously. Flattens one of her tires, and you get the first, like, or the second big jump scare of the movie, uh, which your stereotypical jump scare until Scream, whatever, Scream 2022 fucking ruined it, where he shuts the door, and Turner's right there in his fucking house, and he pulls the knife on him. And also, Shia LaBeouf, you don't need that big of a knife to fucking butter bread, dude. To butter a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need it. But that knife comes into play. Turner's got That's his us. fingerprints on it. So Turner scoops it up when he's in the house seducing Shia LaBeouf's mom. Yeah, I'd be and seducing Shia LaBeouf's mom too, though. Hold on now. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's a good-looking woman. Also fit as fuck. Look, but, I'd be uh, looking at that knife be like, yeah, it's just like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> so they make a big deal out of the fact he's cutting a bagel with a, a butcher's knife. Um and then, uh, so then we fast forward to the point where uh, Ronald breaks into the car. He runs into the house, and Turner gets home. And Ronald plays a fucking vicious joke, <laughs> just absolutely vicious. Shia LaBeouf thinks he's gotten killed, so Shia LaBeouf comes running across the street, gets arrested again, and he convinces the cops to investigate Turner. And they find that he has a dead deer in his garage. So it's like, oh, that was the blood and smell that they found. And then, of course, Ronald pops up in his closet and he's like, I got you. Ha ha. The whole time they were like streaming it through their camcorder with a VHS little mini camera videotape. With the clearest uh, quality. The clearest quality. Shouldn't be live streaming. There ain't Wi-Fi back then, really. So uh, technology is fake. Oh, wait. Can I I make a quick shout to something there? Because it just reminded me. uh, Scream 2 does something like this that fucking infuriates me when Gale and Dewey are looking at the, the videos and then somehow Ghostface from up in the rafters is able to change the channel to a different live stream of them right in front. Dog, it's like 2004. That is not real technology. <laughs> How did you even do that? 
And this it the, reminds me of that so much. The technology interfaces of movies around this time, it's like they don't look like that. No. This all is fake. Like when people got on computers in the eighties, it kind of looked like that. But in the early two thousands, they were just like, you have a button that says, watch this guy. Like, you know, like this shit ain't real. So uh, <laughs> live stream in stalker mode, right? <laughs> 4k activate. So this triggers Turner that the cops just investigated him. Shia LaBeouf got arrested again. And they're like, Hey, no more. Okay. No more. So in the night, Turner comes busting in, fucks up his mom pretty good, bashes her face into a banister. Yep. Ronald's still there for some reason, and he whops Ronald in the face with a baseball bat. I thought he was dead. Ronald should be dead. He should be dead. You heard that aluminum bing. He was down. <laughs> and uh, Turner shows zero mercy as uh, he and Shia LaBeouf have a, a pretty good duke out and uh shia labeouf's trying to you know get the get the machine that like reads his ankle to like if you unplug it the cops come so he's trying to do it turner's throwing him across tables and shit he tries to run out past the his barrier and fucking turner gets him and knocks him out and drags him back in the house duct taped can i okay so can we talk real quick about this whole fight scene so sure first of all david moore is very strong apparently Second of all, I'm sorry, you mean to tell me you threw that great, great right cross in the beginning of the movie, and then, what, you just, you can't fight this old man? Like I don't know, he did better than I would have, <laughs> for also, sure. Also, that old man, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, during that fight, she jumps on his face, Ashley jumps on Turner's back, and like scratches his face, and he falls over the banister. Am I thinking of a different movie? No, I think thinking of something else. No, no that's this movie. Oh, that she is definitely, movie. Yeah, like, to say, so Turner sets him up and is like, I'm going to make you make it seem like you murdered them and then you killed yourself. So let's write a suicide letter to Ashley. And, of course, Ashley breaks into the house, as she does, and uh, she actually fucking saves him, which is wild. She jumps on his back and scratches his face and stuff. That's a great scene, too, by the way, when he's telling him, like, his whole monologue to him fucking menacing yeah dude when he tells me he's like yeah you couldn't you couldn't cope with the death of your father then you killed your mother and then you killed yourself and i'm like oh shit shia labeouf really did that huh he was so convincing i was gonna call the cops on shia labeouf Right. <laughs> and Shia LaBeouf is like legit crying during the scene. Like every the fight scenes in this movie, everything about it, I feel like is super realistic. Like, yeah, you don't think a teenage girl really has the spunk to like fuck up an old man. But in real life, she absolutely would. She's fit as shit. And like any human against any human is not going to be an easy fight. Under any circumstance. So, like, the fact that there's a teenage girl and a dude who he may be duct taped, but still, like, it's a fight. So, it's, uh, she saves him, knocks him over the banister, and he must go down and scoop up the mom and take her away. And then comes back? Is that how it goes? Yeah, yeah, he ends up taking the mom to his house. Which, also, the timeline of that is just fucking wild. There's no way you just did (laughs) all... All that so fucking quickly. 
Yeah, like dragged a knocked out dead weight person to the house, locked her into the secret basement that takes a while to get to, and then came back and came busting through the door to fuck them up. Like, a little weird that that was pulled off. But yeah, that especially was wild. since I just said it was realistic. That is the part of this movie that's not so realistic. There are continuity errors in this movie, for sure. So, excuse me. Um, so he comes back, busts through the door. They have to crawl out the window, run across the roof, and dive into the pool, which has also been a central uh, focal point set design thing of this movie. Because during the party, you really see that he's, like, right on top of that shit. So does he have a balcony in that scene, too? Because yes. he does not have a balcony the rest of the movie. Nope, and they they because they run through it and jump into the pool. Right. So if you can make that jump, that's pretty intense. Also, how did you, you like, first of all, it's raining. Okay. I've jumped rooftops in the rain. It's terrifying. Okay. It's scarier yeah. than some old ass man trying to fight you. Okay. I don't know. That, like, I've seen I don't know. If older David Moore, I'm not trying to fight him, though. Now I think about yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, in real life, I've seen older men fucking do amazing feats of strength. Just being on this earth that long, you get strength. Like, you can't not be strong when you're fucking 40. So this dude, he legit is fucking up super fit Shia LaBeouf. Like, the fight scenes are all super fight scene -y. But they dive into the pool... And Shia LaBeouf's like, go call the cops immediately. And uh, he goes to try and save his mom from uh, Turner's house. Um, so he ends up in Turner's house. There's a long bit of him trying to sneak around and find his mom. Oh, wait. And he's I'm, in. I'm go sorry. ahead. Since we're in the part with Turner's house, uh, worth mentioning, at some point during this movie, Shia LaBeouf somehow finds the blueprints to the house originally. And compares it to the newer blueprint and sees that there's a whole new extension that was built into this house. First of all, again, you would never find that shit back then. <laughs> Nowadays, right, yes, right. I'll Google. I can Google Earth this motherfucker and see <laughs> what he's doing and why he's mowing the grass twice in one day. The other neighbor should have been a bigger suspect. Anyway, continue. Sorry, it's yeah, it's worth mentioning about that. That is definitely worth mentioning. So he finds his way into a legit murder room, like white. A lights. nice one too. Very yeah, nice. like I give that five stars. It's definitely better than anything Dexter came up with. Like oh, yeah. it's legit. Would a hundred percent die there twice? <laughs> yes, please put me in the Airbnb for the murder room. Uh, <laughs> so they, uh, he finds a secret door in the murder room because apparently there's another secret door, and he ends up in creepy ass basement. Yes. Meanwhile, his ankle bracelet has alerted the police, and uh, I guess Ashley's police call was n null and void. That didn't happen, apparently. So the same cop that's been fucking with Shia LaBeouf this whole time gets a donut and comes on over, and Turner just snaps his neck. This seems unrealistic compared to all the other fights in the movie. Yeah. Also, so when Shia LaBeouf first jumps off into the pool... When they jump, when they roof, when they're roof jumping, right? Like a lost prophet song. Um, <laughs> when they are roof jumping off, and it goes off, he gets a call from uh, the cop. Uh, gets the call about. He's like, yeah, I'll get there <laughs> when I get there. Great line, dude. You delivered it mm -hmm. so well. That burger looked fucking incredible. But 
Uh, so, yes, first of all, you know he was there. And he calls for backup. And they never got there. Yeah, he calls for backup. Oh, when he first go, when he first gets there and sees and like finds out that he first of all that's the other thing too. So that cop gets called and goes to Turner's house. Why would you go to Turner's house? Because he was there earlier in the night. Right, so okay, like he was there earlier in the night, sure. But why would you immediately go to Turner's house and not first go to Shia LaBeouf's house? Like because he knows Shia LaBeouf's not home. Like ooh. he's able to see. Oh, yeah, he's right, able to see right. Shia LaBeouf's not home, and he draws the inference. He was fucking with this guy earlier. Let's check out this guy's house, because that, if anywhere, that's where this delinquent would have gone, right? Okay, yeah, that, all right, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, Shia yeah. LaBeouf is a fucking goon. He is a fucking goon. Plot, plot, so, plot twist, that whole, that whole scene is, like, mm-hmm. straight method acting. The cop was like, yeah, I heard Shia LaBeouf's fucking crazy. This is no longer a fucking shoot. This guy's really trying to kill David Moore. <laughs> He's like, this guy tried to wrestle me on set. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so uh, cop goes into his house and Turner is in there hiding behind some like window shades. I feel like he has like a lampshade on his head or some shit. I don't know. And uh, Turner pops out from behind a wall and just snaps the cop's neck. Cops pretty like people who say cops are dumb are fucking dumb. Cops are very intelligent people who are trained to be like, hey, someone's around this corner trying to snap my neck. So, like, also unrealistic. And this is the only fight scene in the movie that's not a fight at all. No. No. So it's a they, massacre. They, they ditch realism here for a couple seconds. And it's like, you wrote yourself into a corner by having the cop show up. Like, that's not, like, there's no circumstance where this cop would breach this dude's house without his backup. There's right, no and he calls it in, like... Also, I'm sorry, have you ever tried to snap someone's neck before? It's not fucking easy, okay? It's not. Have you tried to snap someone's neck before? We're getting off topic. It's not <laughs> It's not fucking easy, all right? It's really not. I'm sorry. It's so... I, I Neck breaking in movies, unless you're fucking uh, James Bond, it's... it. I'm sorry, it's not... It's very hard to do. It's not easy. In the 90s, every Allegedly. action movie had to have, like, neck snaps. Like, everything. So it trained the audience to be like, Oh, all you have to do is grab them by the, the chin and just go Whink, and their necks are broken. Also feel like that would be pretty hard. So meanwhile, Shia yeah. LaBeouf busts into the basement and finds his mom is like strung up among all of these skulls in this movie that you, you said there are just so many. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Turner knows exactly where he is. Cause all the doors are open dummy. And uh, so Turner's in the basement. We get a crazy fight between him and Shia LaBeouf and mom. Everybody's fucking fighting. And really, truly, any two people versus one person, I don't care how strong you are, is not going to end in your favor. And Shia LaBeouf has garden shears. So uh, eventually Shia LaBeouf gets him clean in the chest with the garden shears and Turner lands in the sewer drainage under his house. Another thing you would notice if your neighbor's house was full of water, there'd yes. be an odor. <laughs> Not just an odor, but that really nice, beautiful room that he set up. Like, like I said, guys, five out of five. <laughs> Turner's House Incorporated. Book for your next vacation to be murdered. Um, yeah, no, I'm sorry. But like that whole area where it's like just, just nothing but water. That would not never work. Dude, water, if it rains too heavy, 
That's it. You're done, dude. Your murder room's trashed. Right. All that money for nothing. And what did you do? How could you fucking afford this house? Right? Like, and like, then he built an addition on it? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I guess you collect the money from all the whores you kill. Uh, yeah, oh, also, I'm sorry, if I could rewind real quick. Uh, there's a part in this movie where Shia LaBeouf's explaining about the girl running around, half-naked, being chased, and she and uh, Ash is like, well, maybe some, maybe some girls like that. And that is exactly where I got all my sexual kinks from, guys. A little plot <laughs> twist. I learned that from there that sometimes these girls like that. So watch Disturbia and learn some things, but... Do not stalk your neighbors. That's This is a Red Fox exclusive tip here. Don't stalk your neighbors. <laughs> but if they're into being if, chased around, do that part. So Back is you, this Miles. when you try to stab people in the neck? Is you had naked girls running around your house like, run, bitch. And you chase them around trying to I stab mean, them? I've lived a very exciting life, and we'll talk about that off <laughs> recording. But, but essentially, where I'm getting at is, Disturbia could teach you a lot of things. Like how to build a Twinkie Tower. How to stalk your neighbor. What women want. All that and more on Disturbia. Running an hour and 45 minutes. Back to you, Miles. Uh, So, like, okay. Well, this is where we learn that the town they live in is called Disturbia. This is a weird call. You didn't need that in the movie. You did not fucking need that. They just threw that. They're like, you know what? I heard Rihanna's going to make a banger. Disturbia. (laughs) I feel like... The reason it's named that, it might just be the neighborhood. You know how some neighborhoods is like, this is Majestic Circle. Like, I feel like Disturbia. But who in their right minds is like, come buy real estate and a place called Disturbia where you can watch your neighbors and jerk off. Like, come on now. Fun fact about how they got that name, and it's the dumbest IMDB fact ever. The director thought that uh, Disturbia... And suburbia rhymed, so he put them together. Oh, but they still named the town Disturbia later because they were like, audience dumb. Audience don't know that. <laughs> they'll never they'll never understand this movie if you don't name this Disturbia and cut it in at the last ten minutes of the fucking movie. Honestly, I didn't put it together. Like, let's be real. I had no idea. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, so he and mom walk out of the garage in slow motion. And I, so when we watched movies back in the day, they would just like play facts about other movies and like in between, like before the trailers would start. And I read in one of those that that scene was actually filmed in full speed and they just slowed it down. Like, Ooh, the magic of Hollywood. Oh, (laughs) also other fun fact about this, this movie. Uh, so during that fight scene with Mr. Turner, where he mm-hmm. slammed his hand into the banister. Shia LaBeouf actually broke three fingers and kept going anyway. And Whoa. people were, like, disturbed by it. There's a... I didn't look to see when I did the rewatch for this, but apparently there's a part after the filming where you can actually see him, uh, Turner look at Shia LaBeouf's hand during it oh. because he knew Shia LaBeouf was hurt during it. And mm-hmm. they kept... They, they kind of just kept it in the movie. It's kind of hard to miss three fingers snapping. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I imagine he did notice. So, 
That's pretty crazy, though. Like, Shia LaBeouf's a legit actor. Even when he was 17, it was, like, fresh out of Disney Channel. He's like, I'm going to do movies now. Oh, he really dug like... them holes. He really dug yeah. them holes. <laughs> After Holes, I feel like this was his next thing. And, like, what a great track record for your first acting career. Um, so then the end of this movie is uh, the girl goes so much for being spatially challenged because he gets his thing taken off for good behavior. And uh, they make out, and then it cuts you to them You broke every the rule of house arrest. And, <laughs> and broke three other fucking laws while in house arrest. Right, and killed somebody. <laughs> yeah, and murdered somebody. Okay, alright, I have a question for you, because you're a big... The on Podcast is a big movie connoisseur. So, do you ever take issue with the fact that like some of these people who are supposed to be the good guy commit murder and we just kind of like like they just get slapped on the back for it like good job way to shoot that guy that was already laying there and the cops could have came at every at any given opportunity and arrested them looking at you scream one two and three um <laughs> i mean it that one doesn't this one doesn't bother me because the cop came and died so like that point. was some serious shit that at was, that that point, was some... you kill him Right, right, right. But at the same time, Iron Man has killed dozens of people. Iron Man kills people left and right, and they're like, yay, Iron Man. <laughs> so, yeah, but he did it like, in style. It's different. Right? Like, Superman fucking knocks down skyscrapers full of people, and they're like, he's our savior. Don't get me started on Power like Rangers. Superman. You summon the a Megazord, you just killed everybody. Right? Knocking down box buildings and shit. No, oh, what a time so, uh, to be alive. What a time to be alive. Um, so then they cut to them in the bedroom making out, and uh, Ronald shows up and is videotaping them, and they're like, fuck it. And I, I think the movie presumably ends in a sex tape. I... <laughs> yes. Oh, my. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I was actually going to ask you that. Why do you keep recording after that? Why? And where can I find the rest of that? Anyway, continue. Right. Right. Like. Who wouldn't stop record? Like you're in the room with a boner already, and you got the camera rolling, and they didn't stop. At what point do you stop? And the answer is the money shot. Also, Ronald just kind of is just just there, like all banged up, no big deal. Yeah, like he he survived a ball peen baseball bat to the fucking face. <laughs> Have you ever been hit with a baseball bat before? Um, I got hit with a wiffle bat. <laughs> So, no. Low-key kind of fucking worse, honestly. Baseball bat's more blunt force and it fucking hurts. But a wiffle ball bat stings. And I don't like being... It's a sting. I don't like stinging pains. But... No. Yeah, you get hit with a fucking baseball bat, especially in the face. I'm sorry. You're not just walking away. You have a concussion. I got a metal fucking fucking bat. Reconstructive surgery. Your nasal passages are closed. No, my man... My man Ronald just woke up, was like, oh, cool, you killed him with shears? What's this, clock tower? All right, cool. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the movie Disturbia, y'all. Uh, you have stated that this is your fav- one of your favorite movies earlier? Yes. So, Disturbia is actually, even to this day, it's still one of my favorite horror movies. Um, and I would classify this as a horror movie. 100%. Um, more, I, I, I get the argument that it's more of a teen thriller, but you know what? Not all horror needs to be rated R. You don't need Agreed. blood and guts to make a horror movie. I thought this was a great... I wouldn't even call it... It's not a psychological horror. It's a great 
horror thriller movie. Teen-wise, it's a good introduction. Uh, fun fact, this is actually how I got my niece into horror movies, was with Disturbia. Uh, hmm. And then the Stepfather remake. And that's how I kind of got her into, from there we went to Scream, to the Scream series. Uh, and then I finally brought her up to Halloween, because if she didn't like Halloween, I was going to disown her, and she's not even my kid. Um, mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I love this movie. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say she's fathering your kid? No, no, no. What the fuck? I was, that's where I was like, what? what the, that's my niece, goddammit. <laughs> this movie's got a... Anyway, oh my god, that was about, that's gotta get cut. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I brought her up to Halloween, and then uh, if she didn't like Halloween, I was gonna disown her, and she's not even my kid. But oh, I would I disown see. her. I would cut her out of the family tree immediately. But, yeah, this movie, I think, is a great introduction for younger people to, for horror movies. Because it, it, it does got some frightening shit in it. Like, when mm-hmm. he's using the camera, in uh, when he breaks in, in the uh, third act of the movie, and it cuts over to the skulls, I jump. Like, yeah. when, when he's seen the skulls in the vents, which, by the way, come on, dude, you could have hit those better. Um, yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I hide shit in my vents all the time, okay? But I also know if people find it, they're going to find it. He has a murder room. Like, right? why would you... <laughs> so, like... Oh, I'm major sorry. Con- Go ahead. One other scene that I, I just have to bring up here. So, after Kale and Ashley see the girl leave the house, so we skip the part where... Mr. Turner put on a wig and drove her car away. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. First of all, that was not Mr. Turner in a wig. No, no. And also, also that would assume that this, this young lady was wearing a wig to begin with. If not, did he just fucking scalp her? Oh, I feel like he fucking scalped her. And that's not talked about enough more. Eli Roth hit that with a picture movie. Yeah. Oh, God. I didn't even think of that. And then the blood would be running down his forehead and stuff. Gross. It's kind of metal. But dude is built like a linebacker. I think he's like six foot three. Like, he's a big yeah. dude. <laughs> so. I already said I don't want to fight him. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fight him either. I would stalk him because it seems like it'd be fun, but for like a couple <laughs> days. Like, not in a while. Be like, Why is this dude mowing his lawn again? It was twice today. So <laughs> he's like, also, yeah, he, he caught a rabbit with his bare hands. I don't want to. No. I don't want to. That mix, was a good scene. I don't want to mix with anybody who catches a rabbit with their bare fucking hands. I owned a rabbit before. She was fat as shit, and I could never catch her. There's no yeah, way you're bare handing a wild fucking rabbit. Done. I feel Not like happening. he did have a trap, but he was like, "What are you doing? You looking at me?" And Shia LaBeouf's looking at him through the fence and doesn't move. I guess that would have given him away. That's but true. still, like, that was a good suspense moment. He's like, what are you doing? You're looking at my garden? And he crawls on all fours over to where Shia LaBeouf is and goes, oh, it's a rabbit. And he grabs it. So, like, Mr. Turner's got moves. <laughs> Mr. Turner's a thug. Yeah, he is, for real. So that's so what happens made... Turner's dad. <laughs> Maybe this, is a, uh, this leads to the fucking fairly odd parents. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I wish my neighbor would be less creepy. So, uh, okay, all things considered, a lot of massive, massive continuity errors. Some of the fight scenes are really good. Some of them are really bad. A lot of creepy-ass stalking going on. Doesn't send the right message to the youth. 
do you think this disc is worth keeping or should we dump it? I say keep this disc as a great intro to teens or younger viewers who want to get into horror. I think it's good. I think it has a good place in... I think it's got... Yeah, no, fuck that. Keep it. Disturbia's a banger, dude. And then Rihanna put out a banger like a fucking couple months later. Yeah, Disturbia's great. Where, where are my discs at? We keeping this. Hell yeah. I uh, I think it does have a place in horror movie history. Like, even though it's a PG-13, it is a great starter for horror. It is a, a great movie. Like, overall... Send some like, odd messages, but good movie. Yes. And for no other reason than to learn to like System of a Down. That, <laughs> so that's true, a, too. Plus, it's got a as, great tagline. Every killer lives next door to someone. Ooh, that is a good tagline. That's a, that's a good one. Hell yeah. And it's got a cool box. And mine says Blockbuster on the inside. It's a relic of an era. And like just like the movie, it's a good step into pop music from the early 2000s. It's just overall, everything about it, I enjoyed good acting we got like five main characters i enjoyed it it's well made has probably a pretty low budget if we're being real and they did the best with what they had and it was really excellent so we're gonna keep disturbia oh yeah and uh jumping off what you said there about the the budget and all again and i said this earlier in the episode i think they did a great job of spatial awareness with this film i i never once felt like Every time I seen Kale's room, it was the same. Like, every time you went back to it, there was different cameras set up. There was things moved. You were seeing it from a different perspective. Which is hard to do when you're doing a movie about stalking someone. Like, they yeah. didn't always look at those same windows. Mm -hmm. Like, they observed him in different ways. They used different viewpoints to kind of break up from... Really, the whole movie takes place in... Four different locations. Kale's house, Turner's house, the outside, and one scene that we skipped over, the hardware store where Ashley follows him. Now, that part was kind of fucking creepy as well and sends a very weird fucking message um, because at one point during this movie, Mr. Turner stops Ashley because he realized that Ashley is stalking him or following him in the store. At this point, he knows that they're they're looking at him. And yeah, it's actually we, right before we kind of did cover it. I thought it was a grocery store, but it is the hardware store where a teenage girl is also shopping. Skinny Mini. Oh yes, Skinny Mini's also there for some reason. Skinny Psycho. Skinny like, Psycho. But that scene right there too, where he gets into her car, turns turns her car off, and puts his hand on her thigh. Yeah. Like that's that right there is not a that's. That's not it. Especially when she goes back and she tells Kale about it. And Kale is, for once, being the reasonable person. Who is like, mm -hmm. no, that's fucking creepy. Like, you should like you should call the cops. Like, he threatened you. Yes, Kale's absolutely right. And she's like, well, no, I think he was just, you know, letting us know. Like, you know, he wants his privacy. Like, he was being nice. No, he wasn't. No, he right. wasn't. He, he took her fucking, fucking keys. Yes. I enjoy my privacy. First <laughs> yeah, of all, dude is fucking I've heard creepy. enough. I'm getting out that car. It's yep. your car now. Enjoy this Honda Accord. Like, yeah. <laughs> enjoy the Accord. It runs great. Lean to the left. I'll see you later. 
Or maybe it was a Saturn. Saturns were popular in 2007. So. And 2022, baby, I got one. Do you? Oh, oh shit. yeah, it's got suicide doors and everything. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, I'm not even joking. I'll send you, you, you a picture of it. It's got suicide doors. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, so, um, you do multiple shows. I think three is what you said. Yes, let's sir. tell the audience all about them. All right, bet. So, let's start off with, uh, I didn't mention this early in the intro. Uh, I am one of four co-hosts of the Drunken Gamers podcast. Every week, we drink beers. We talk about video games. It's very fun. We just come up with shit and just start rambling, argue with each other. All your favorite podcasts have been on there. Miles will be on there at some point as well. Or we're going to come and invade his show. Um, Then we have my horror podcast, Super Slash Bros, which will at some point be doing a crossover with Miles' horror show, High on Horror. Miles, can you do the thing? Of course I can do the thing. Hi on horror. I've always wanted to see that live. Um, <laughs> it's the greatest night of my life, guys. Um, yes, we're eventually going to be doing a crossover with High on Horror. Uh, we talk all that spooky shit. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I get we. I bring a different guest on. We talk. We review horror movies. Uh, profile different horror icons and uh, open topic discussions all about the world of horror. It's a fun time. And then the Mothership Show. Night of the Living Podcast. What up, Night Squad? Uh, where we have a new topic every week, and uh, we get drunk, bring different guests on, different podcasters, uh, artists, all kinds of people, and we talk about anime, pop culture, fucking comic books. It doesn't matter. It's honestly, it's like a fucking weekly talk show where we just talk a lot of shit, and it's so much fun. So, Hell yeah. yeah, and you can find them all on, uh, you can find the links to all of them on, on, uh, Night of the Podcast Twitter, Night of the LP. I feel like I've done my intro for everything way too many times, and now I'm just like, just go to my Twitter, man, you'll find them yeah, all. Yeah, just, just look on the internet, you'll find us, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, just look us up, you'll be alright. But yeah. Alright. That's that. That's that. Hell Yeah. So I'm going to do my reads real quick and then think about something you'd like to recommend to the audience. It doesn't have to be media. It It could be just just hug a friend or whatever. So if you're looking for me on the social media, if you type in the disc dump with a C, you'll find me for sure. If you want to email me, it's discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that little pee-pee in there. It's important. Uh, All right, Red Fox. What would you like to recommend to the audience? I would like to recommend that everybody here watch Deep Blue Sea 2. It is the exact same what? thing. As, <laughs> it is the exact same thing as Deep Blue Sea 1. But little baby sharks at one point. It's fucking cute, but it's terrifying. Um, <laughs> but yes, watch Deep Blue Sea 2. The shit is fucking banging. Miles, you got to do it at some point. Tell the high on horror boys. Do Deep Blue Sea 2. It's so fucking good. When you we did a Deep Blue Sea 1 episode. I know, now do too, because it's so fucking good. Is it? All right. Me and Josh right. got into it, so we were. I was, he was like, I feel like it's the same movie. I was like, that's where you're correct, Chief. It is the same exact movie. <laughs> it's fucking great. There's a part where, like, the shark does a 40-foot vertical leap and catches a drone out the air. It's fucking incredible. Watch Deep Blue Sea 2, guys. <laughs> Deep Blue C2. That's my recommendation. Don't worry about, like, you know, loving your families or, you know, having a good life. Just watch (laughs) Deep Blue C2. And then watch 3, because 3 is also a banger. 
Dude, they made three. I remember it was like a super belated sequel, wasn't it? Like yep. 2019 or some shit. Yep. And I bought Jesus. that bitch on Blu-ray the minute it came out. You're gonna find it on VHS. Okay, so if I can, real quick, um, fun fact: I will, if I can find Deep Blue Sea one on VHS, I will get two and three on VHS. Um, I actually have. I can't. I won't be able to find it in time. To show you, I have Halloween twenty, uh, Halloween two thousand eighteen, on VHS. Dude, what they make that shit? No, they don't make it. A custom site that I go to, and uh, other okay. collectors that I deal with, that I trade VHS tapes with. Someone gave me that in exchange for a Halloween three season of the witch VHS oh, tape shit. that I had two Hell copies yeah. of. Um, I have the original copy of it, and it's worth way more than what that was. But I was like, I really want that. So I'm only missing yeah. two more Halloween movies, baby. Hell it's yeah, dude. Six and Resurrection are the only ones I'm missing. I don't know how I'm missing Resurrection, but I'm missing Resurrection. I watched that one on a VHS. You'll definitely be able to find that shit. Oh, I love Resurrection. It's such a good movie. No, it's not. <laughs> it's it, it, it's Controversial. not. I, I love Dangertainment, so bring it back. Bring it back. That's what I want to recommend. I want to recommend that we bring back Freddy and Dangertainment, baby. (laughs) Hell yeah. Alrighty, audience. Well, until next time, toodaloo.